Are you ready to change your life, your mind, and change the way you see your world? Well, this is the Minds Gym Podcast with myself, Brandon Bickmore, your turbo lover. And here we go. Brandon Bickmore, Turbo Lover. This is uh, part two of the Minds Gym podcast of Mark Rollins. Uh, I appreciate you tuning in, and I uh, hope you enjoy the show. So what is your belief system now when it comes to God or a higher being? Like, where are you at now that you've, you've done a lot of homework, a lot of research, probably more than anybody I know oh. around religion? Yeah. What are your thoughts today on on that, God? And I don't even know if you put a word on God, whatever God is. That like limits everything. The, the higher is, but, power. But what, where are you at with that? Um, or do you even know? I don't want to say atheist because sometimes that some people uh, interpret that as I'm not even allowing for the possibility. So maybe in between atheist and agnostic. Yeah. yeah. But the, I guess the, I certainly believe a lot in science and technology, and I think you're a fool not to. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and everybody does, whether they want to admit it or not. Sure. But the analogy that I uh, just thought of recently to explain this is, um, and I was going to you know, use an example of one of the silly revelations that came out to Russell Nelson, the current leader of the, the church, like sisters can now wear, sister missionaries can now wear pants or something stupid like that mm-hmm. to make, kind of make fun of that revelation process that I don't believe in. But I thought, okay, or, or the Denver snuffer revelation that you know, he came out and said, oh, I was in heaven and everybody was kind of dressed like Egyptians. Why, why does what their clothes look like matter? Mm-hmm. Aren't we supposed to be taking care of the sick and afflicted and feeding the hungry? This is, this is what the gospel of Jesus Christ is supposed to be. So this is all just silliness around it. Uh, so I thought, oh, you know what, I'll take what um, my belief was, what Latter-day Saint belief is the, maybe the greatest revelation. If you had to rank them, one of the greatest revelations that was ever received in, in LDS um, history would be Joseph Smith and his first vision. He found out that uh, God is not one being, but they are two separate beings. God and Jesus Christ are two separate beings, and that is a very important revelation. It solved thousands of years of confusion that God is one being or something like that. And I know there's plenty of people that don't believe it. So you've got the bulk of Christianity that says there's one God, that they are the same. Mormons and all the offshoots of Mormonism believe that there are two because of this revelation from Joseph Smith. If I were to give you a choice, you can have something revealed to you by God and take the greatest revelation, arguably, this Joseph Smith revelation that God is two people, 
or you can have a quote-unquote revelation that science gives you that hurricane, whatever the heck it's called, just hit the Bahamas. Oh, hurricane. Um, What's the name of that one? I can't remember. But whatever, Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Henry, Hurricane whatever they are. That's a big one, by the way. So they predict that it's going to come hit hit land somewhere, and you can know exactly where it's going to hit, and you can either, if you live there, you get out of there, get your family out of there, get your boat out of there if it's going to hit the, the BVIs or something. Which would you rather know? What science tells you mm-hmm. or that? I'm sticking with science every time sure. because it's useful. Yeah. What you get from the Weather Channel, that's awesome. What do you get from church? Stories. Come up with it. Tell me. Stories. Tell me what it is. I'd rather listen <laughs> to the Weather Channel and find out where the tornado is and avoid it. You know, and, Don't I, and you save go my to life. Church it's, to it's listen beneficial. to stories and to be entertained. Yeah. It's like, and where was, you know, where was, where were the prophets of God about this hurricane that's coming? Well, they were allowing Mother Nature to just be. Yeah. Is God sticking well, His hands in the middle of? Well, that would be the excuse, right? So yeah. I'm just like, okay, Pain that's fine. I'm not going to bother with them. I don't get anything out of them. I'm, sure. I'm just going to. So I think well, I believe in science. I believe uh, that we're just happen to be the exact right distance from the sun for life to evolve. And, and here we are. Love it. So a couple more questions. So. But if God wants to show up, he knows where I live. Yeah. You're listening, right? Mm-hmm. You're looking, you're searching, you're praying, right? I think I might be done yeah. searching. You're done searching. I think 40 years is long. Maybe enough. they show up when you quit searching. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a thought. Okay, good. Right? That would be great. I would love that. I would welcome that. That's a possibility. I'll uh, I'll come back and do I a know podcast it, after that happens. In the, in the, as far as exercising your mind goes, I know when you're looking to be positive... You can't be positive because you're looking for something outside of like right now. So what if we quit searching and 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 seeking and to just let the world just show up for what it is, then what would we see? Wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe that's the part of it when we're searching and seeking so hard, it's hard to see why, what, what's in front of us. Right. Did you listen to my podcast last week? Not last week. Why the hell not? Oh, I was still on the... I really liked the one. I can't remember his name, but I, I was balling through that one. <laughs> I don't know which one, but uh, anyways, last week's podcast was about slowing down. Oh, okay. You I'll slow down up. and notice what's right in front of you. Maybe you'll see something other than what you've been seeing your whole life. Yeah, that's the whole Because we're always trying to get to the next task, right? Instead of enjoying what's in front of us. I talked about eating a meal and slowing down. And watch the mill, you know, you know the whole process of cutting the mill. How where'd the food come from? How did it grow? Watching it cook, chopping it up, noticing the taste, the flavors, all combining and blending. But who slows down enough to realize all that stuff? How did this meat show up on my plate, and what animal gave its life to just show up on the plate in front of me? Right. It's a good one. It's only thirty minutes. I'll listen to it. It's a quickie, but it's just a couple. Ideas that I shared just to slow down. So what if you quit looking? 
I think I have. So I'll, I'll start. I'll start painting it yeah. to life. There you go. Might be it. So after all this, I had to get rid of the stories first, Brandon. I had forty years worth of stories. Yeah, no done. hell. I had to deconstruct everything. I'm with you, bro. I did the same thing. I just wasn't church. All right. So after all this experience that you went through, um, I'm wondering how you're handling the situation. Like how it's affected your family. Obviously, your wife still goes to church. Your daughter still goes to church. You have two boys. Who do not go to church. Neither one of them go to church. We're split, boys and girls. So how has this divided the family, this process? Um, the, uh, the, The wedge is right down the middle, boys and girls. Although I kind of think my daughter is more... Um, into the church because then her mom isn't alone, which I get. Yeah. Um, and uh, but sh- that's her her story. I guess she can speak for herself on that. Sorry, Meg. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. We love Meg. She's a sweet girl, She's by awesome. the way. I was talking to her about her to somebody the other day. I think I was up at Bear Lake over the weekend, and I remember when you oh. guys came to Bear Lake and how's the invite. Well. It was a family thing. Oh, I thought we were family, buddy. <laughs> we are. You know, I should tell you. It was a story my grandma's my birthday. She turned ninety-seven. My mom and one of my brothers went up to surprise her. Is that Ramrod Ruth? Yeah, she turned yeah, ninety-seven. Podcast number two. I listened to that one. Well, Ramrod Ruthie's birthday was last Thursday. Nice. So we had to go <laughs> give her a high five, dude. There you go. Nine she turned nine seven. That's oh no way. Yeah. No way. That's awesome. Heck yeah. So anyways, we're up there, but I was talking about Meg, and I was, as I do nowadays, I love to watch human beings and how they interact with others. She's so sweet, your little brothers. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Amazing sister. She's awesome. Anyways. So So, that kind of really hits the nail on the head with what the the pain from this divide, because the only thing this excommunication, it's not brought me back to repentance. If anything, it's pushed me further away from the church and the belief to where I was, when I was excommunicated, I said, I still believed in God. I still believed in Joseph Smith. I still believed in the Book of Mormon. I was using Book of Mormon scriptures in my proceedings to say, hey, you can't do this to me. Mm -hmm. The Book of Mormon says you can't. I'm doing everything the Book of Mormon says I can do. You know, blah, 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 blah. Um, And now I don't even believe in God. So now... Um, so that that didn't work <laughs> the way they thought it was or the way it was planned. So all it has really done is is put a divide in a family. And I, you know, uh, so I cannot have a topic, uh, a conversation with my wife or my daughter about religion. Yeah. At all. Sure. Uh, for the, uh, when we tried uh a couple of times afterwards it was so emotional and so he they would get so angry and upset and cry and uh, I just okay this this isn't working um so I really had nobody but those friends to like even talk to about how I was feeling and how I was but I didn't completely agree with my friends either so I was really all alone in this whole process um and and that's just me and that's I can I can take my licks, you know, the, the unintended consequences of my actions, fine. Um, 
but I'm having a hard time forgiving the damage that it's done to the relationship specifically with my daughter that I can't talk to her about weighty matters Mm -hmm. whether it's me giving my opinion about whether the church is a joke or not or true or not or you know uncovering these facts or these truths that they don't want you to find out about okay I get that that ruins your worldview or your belief system and you just want to stick your head in the sand and ignore it but around the topic of religion maybe I mean there's some weightier things that we can talk to a a teenage girl that um, doesn't have a dad to talk to I assume if she's following the LDS culture if she's really bad emotionally or even physically uh, you're supposed to go get a priesthood blessing. Well, she can't get that from her dad because her dad's an, an apostate. Now, I don't believe in this priesthood thing anyways, so I could fake it and sure. put my hands on her head as her father using my patriarchal priesthood and give her a blessing and mm-hmm. fake it like... And so she th- thought it was real and meant something. Um, and, well, I guess now she's listening to this, she would know that I'm faking it. Mm-hmm. And maybe but, not. You but, could just give her a blessing. Yeah. And it's and suppo- and the way they teach it, it's up to her. It's her faith sure. that it helps her. I, I imagine she's going to somebody in the ward, maybe to the bishop, and and mm-hmm. getting those priest blessings, and that's mm-hmm. kind of substituting me. And I think that's mm-hmm. wrong and and evil and unforgivable, unconscionable. Yeah, as far as that goes. Um, and even if things change, and 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 things have healed a little bit better, we're not. I, I don't approach the topic of religion, uh, every once in a while I'll throw out a little jab because I, yeah. I try to be funny and make people laugh or if there's something stupid, right. I'll just throw it out to kind of tease mm-hmm. like the revelation that sisters get to wear pants now. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Um, whatever healing uh, closeness that we come, I can't ever get those, those years back where I could have been more of a father, I think. Yeah. And that's... That's the hurtful part. Everything else, it's great. Yeah. It's great. I think it's kind of lame that the the church focuses on families as, oh, the most important thing is the family and the family unit. That's absolutely lip service. That is so untrue. It's only true if everyone in the family believes the exact same thing and believes the same thing that Russell Nelson teaches from the pulpit. we, I would love to just go hang out as a family, but if it's Sunday, they got to go to church. Yeah. And, right. uh, you know, if we're in the Newport Beach, uh, we're going to the temple. So, yeah. you know, we have that those little splits. We were on a vacation in Hawaii over Christmas, this last Christmas, just our family. Um, and uh, the Sunday that we were there, they took the rental Jeep and went up and visited the Hawaii temple, just the, just the girls. So we're, this church is continually splitting us up. And maybe that, maybe I'm overreacting to these stupid little things that really don't matter, mm-hmm. um, that are interrupting the, the family time or the vacation time. But it's just, it's there in the back of my mind. I'm like, oh, there they are splitting us up again. This, this religion, it, yeah. all it did is split me up yeah. from, from people that I'd like to Let's just go be a family. Yeah. Let's go up to Bear Lake if we ever get invited. And, uh, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> 
<laughs> you got to call Barry, dude. <laughs> no. Oh, he's not going to call. It's not mine. I know. So when they went to see the temple in Hawaii, didn't something happen on the way to the temple, or was that on the way home? Uh, they went to the temple. Uh, LDS temples aren't open on Sunday. Cause what day was it? It was Sunday. Where'd they go? To church? The, the temple. You said they weren't open. They're not. In Hawaii? No, no LDS temple is open on Sunday. So where did they go? Oh, they just went, they to, went to the s- temple. Just to see it. Drive around it. I don't know. Oh, I thought My they daughter were going underage. She in. doesn't have a temple recommend. She can't go in anyways. Oh. So they just took a drive on Sunday. A couple hours to go drive to around. The go sit in the parking lot and stare at a building. Oh. LDS temples aren't open on Sunday. Everybody knows this. They knew this. This this wasn't new. This mm-hmm. is all over the world. Because why would you open a temple on Sunday? It doesn't make sense. Don't be Dude, stupid. I don't know that. Why would you open a temple on Sunday? So you can go worship. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. When's the temple open? Monday through Friday, eight to five. Is not, it a business? Not Monday nights because that's family home evening. So when's the church open? I don't know. Jeez Louise! <laughs> I didn't know the temple's not open on Sunday. Why would you open it on Sunday? It doesn't make any sense. Because maybe you could go after church. <laughs> What if you wanted to, like, double time and really get all your service in in one day? You know, temples, God. Jeez, Louise. No, Sunday. You got to do stuff. Okay. All right. right. So, yeah, on the way home. So they went up, drove around, stared at the temple for a while. They were driving home, and somebody uh, ran a stop sign and hit the Jeep, rolled it over, um, and... uh, uh, the last day in Hawaii, my wife was in the ER. <laughs> Spent the day in the hospital yeah. after going to see the temple. Yeah. That's a bummer. She was okay, though, right? Well, Little no. necks and she, pains. And she's been in a lot of pain because of it. Yeah. Huh. Your daughter was fine. Yeah. And the, the rental company sent me a bill for like $24,000 to pay for the Jeep. Yeah, because they didn't want to cover the insurance, right? <laughs> no. Insurance At the end of the day, cover they covered it after. Uh, Costco. Uh, here's a plug for Costco Visa. Costco, wow. Costco Visa covered the charges, no questions asked. Um, the rental insurance didn't cover it. The, my my um, my personal auto insurance didn't cover it. They denied it. Progressive denied my claim. Wow. Watch out. Thank uh, you, and Costco. And so because I rented the car with my Costco visa, um, uh, they said we'll pay for whatever all the other insurance companies said. We said they denied everything, and they credited my account, 24 grand. Oh, that's amazing. And I walked away with 24 grand. Jeez, amazing. No, I'm just kidding. I paid it yeah. in full. No wow. insurance fraud. That's awesome. So, since this event took place of the church deciding you weren't worthy and of you deciding that you didn't believe in their teachings, um, which I believe takes a pretty courageous person to go against the grain and to stand up to your beliefs and what you believe is true, kind of arguing with the big, the big cheese, right? Yeah. It takes a tough individual to be able to do that, especially in Utah, I believe. Go against the grain, but um, 
how do you see yourself as far as being resilient in this whole mm. process? I don't know that I've really ever thought of it like that. I don't think I've ever... I'm not a big pat myself on the back type of guy anyways. I don't want to parade, thrown for anything. I don't want a mission farewell. <laughs> Choosing to go on a mission. <laughs> I don't, don't need that. Um, you had a celebration at Astro Burger. Crown Burger, but yeah. Crown Burger. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for paying attention, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for being my friend, Turbo. You're welcome. Thanks for being my friend. Uh, I, yeah, I I guess it it does take take courage. There were plenty of times where I was um, I felt like I was alone. Yeah. Uh, against the the big dog, um, the rumor was that um, I would be ostracized. That people that were my friends wouldn't be family. That. Um, would look at me different, uh, maybe disown me or something like that. And I haven't had anything too crazy happen, but plenty of neighbors look the other way. All of a sudden, something they used to always wave to me or stop and talk to me. Nobody does that anymore. I have, I do, I should give credit to one guy, I call him Mormon Mike, uh, that uh, as soon as he heard I was excommunicated, he started taking me out to lunch. We got to lunch once a month. We've been doing that for four years. Oh, that's awesome. We used to talk about religious stuff, but now we'd get in a few, we got into a few heated debates about that, so we yeah. stopped doing that. Not because I was worried about it damaging our friendship. I think he didn't like, I don't think he liked what I had to say. Yeah. Sure. So now we just talk about fluff and stuff, but it's okay. He's still my friend. Um, a lot really of nice. other people I've had. Uh, uh, well, uh, I'll leave that one alone. Okay. So, what has the cost been like, maybe internally and externally, externally, for you to be, you know, letting go? Um. Or has there been no cost? Has there been a benefit? There's been a huge benefit um, uh, financially because I got a 10% raise. Wow. Good uh, for you. What are you doing <laughs> with that money? <laughs> Maybe buy you, a boat or something. You should donate it to the Minds Gym podcast. Oh, you oh. Yeah. Yeah. They got this really cool podcast. They're doing it just... Good guy. Good guy. Yeah. Doing it for free, just trying to give back. Yeah. Maybe I should start a church. Maybe you should. 9%. I think you kind of already did. Would you pay 9%? Oh, let's negotiate. Let's negotiate. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm open. Uh, Man, Uh, so uh, internal costs. Internally, I'm going to say it's all positive. I feel happier. Um, The things that I used to associate with as being the Holy Ghost, witnessing that the church is true, stuff... I get those feelings, those exact same feelings all the time around things that aren't have nothing to do with the LDS church or Christianity or anything. Yeah. I think, so I now believe they're just inspiring feelings. Yeah. Don't you love that? I love it. Be able to You can to go, to a, yeah, go to a movie and you feel great. It, it doesn't have to be some Holy Ghost or some yeah. mystical 
supreme being or something. It's just, yeah. it's just life. I love that. You still have to tie your experiences back to the church. And I also think that um, cool. I've become more charitable. I've always wanted to like serve. I like, love doing these like humanitarian projects and you know, and, um, been with you to Ecuador. I've been to the Philippines. Um, I've been to uh, Guatemala. Um, I love doing these kind of things. Um, and um, even when I was uh, a believer, I would say, you know, this is my duty. I almost feel like I'm more into these service things now that I'm not a believer. It's mm-hmm. taken me what I thought would be the opposite direction. Because right now I'm saying, I don't know that I believe that there is a life after this. And so I might have, and some people might look at somebody that's hurt on the side of the street or a panhandler or something or somebody out out in your travels around the world that needs some help. And you might say, well, you know, God will take care of them. God's here. God will take care of them in the next life, you know. Mm-hmm. They're fortunate enough, or they maybe they maybe you judge them and say, "Oh, well, they need to read the scriptures and pray, and then they'll take care of them." When you don't believe, when you still have something innate in you where you want to help other people and be kind and generous and charitable to other people, and you don't believe in an afterlife, you're like, "Well, I got to go take care of him now." Jesus isn't going to take care of him. Santa Claus isn't going to take care of him. I got to take care of him. So I almost think I'm even, you know. More proactive. More proactive. Maybe. I got to take care of it. And the way I live my life, this is the only life I got. I yeah. got to take care of it. I got to be careful. Mm-hmm. If, you know, uh, I, I understand the comfort that people need to rely on when somebody passes away and say, oh, they're with Jesus and they're in heaven, which everybody always goes, I've never heard. I've never been to a funeral and say, well, well Grandpa Bill's in hell. But yeah. they seem to always make it. Sure, always. Um, but I'm like, I gotta be safe. I can't take stupid risks because there is no afterlife. This is all I got. Mm. And I got to enjoy life and, um, stupid little things, road rage. I don't have road rage anymore. I didn't have too much of it before. You know, somebody pisses me off. I was like, Hey, it's okay. They cut me off. All right. I'll just go around them or I'll just slow down. It's fine. Mm. I'm, I'm alive. And maybe they're in a rush to see something. Maybe they're not. What, what can I do to help them? You know. Yeah. Good for you. Little things. So a, a good thought on the afterlife. So if you've only got now and you want to be proactive and do things now to make yourself happy, even when you say afterlife, that's in the future, but we only ever have now. So maybe even when you do pass, it'll still be now which wouldn't be the afterlife, it'd be the now. I see what you're saying. I wonder if we move on, when we move on, if we just go to the now. I don't understand what that means, so I'll just come. I'll just cross <laughs> that bridge when I come to it. Just a thought. And, and one thing I, I do say with this background of history, if, if I die and we end up going to the pearly gates or whatever, and the judgment seat, and Jesus says, oh, hey, you had it right. I was with these Mormons all along. Uh, this is a terrible thing to say, but I'd be like, uh, so he's like, so you can't join me in heaven. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't really want to go. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. 
Yeah. And the judgment. Yeah. I'm not I'm not worried about it because if the way I'm living my life and I'm living a good life, I'm a good person. Yeah. You can trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's not good enough mm. and I'm supposed to be one of these self-righteous um, full of themselves people that are the the people that I see in the church, LDS church and other churches and many churches. I don't want to hang out yeah. for all eternity with people like that. Sure. And if they're representing Jesus Christ, some of these guys that I think are really pompous asses, if that's what Jesus Christ is like, I don't want to hang out with Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm not interested. I'll go to hell and yeah. Go to Bear Lake with you guys. <laughs> Go hang out with me. <laughs> Go hang out with you at hell. Normal people. Yeah, I don't want. Yeah, yeah we I've can't been know. been through the temple, the celestial room. It's just a bunch of. It's a nice chandelier. There's a nice white rug. I'm, Ten minutes, I'm done. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Let's go up the canyon. Yeah, sure. And enjoy the world. But anyways, so go see God. Sometimes you might hang up out. Up the canyon more than he hangs out in beautiful buildings. Seems like it to me. Makes more sense. So, um, but but if it's the now, yeah, great. Yeah, that's how I'm trying to live my life right now without worrying about that afterthought. I'll deal sure. with that when it comes to whatever sure. it is. Like and if it. I cease to exist, I'm not going to have to worry about it. Sure. If science is right, I'm not going to have any regrets because I'm not going to have a thought because yeah, I'm going to be thought. dead. So. Absolutely. How does your family view you now? Do you think they view you any differently since you've, um, since you're out of the, of my um, brothers and sisters and mom and dad? Yeah, well, that family or, your, or the your mom and your daughter, mom and your daughter. Sorry, wife and your daughter. How does your immediate family see you? I'm or sh- any of them? Sure, the believers see me as. Um, I don't know how many of my brothers and sisters know. I've told my one sister that I was excommunicated, and I don't think she believed me. So she might not still believe me. I don't. She thought you Sue, were if you happen to listen to this, I am actually excommunicated. I could, I could show you the document, but I didn't stay around to pick it up. <laughs> I went to Crownburger. Um, yeah, I think they see me as deceived by Satan because they still believe that uh, the church is true. So yeah. Satan has gotten into my heart. Um, uh, they would look at all the the research and the history as anti-Mormon lies that I yeah. that I say, hey, look, uh, lies didn't destroy my testimony of the LDS church. Honesty did because now I'm being honest with myself. Yeah. I found some stuff in church history that are true, that the church admits are true things. They just don't want the laity to know anything about it. It's because I'm being honest. Yeah that it destroyed my testimony. Hmm. Or they see me as prideful, because pride is this evil sin, right? One of the seven deadly sins. It wasn't pride that destroyed my testimony of the church. It was humility. Because I was humble enough to question whether or not what I was believing was true or not, Mm -hmm. to question my beliefs. That takes humility. It's them, ironically, that are being prideful and stubborn and not able to look at anything else because mm. I have done a complete 180 from the first 40 years of my life. Yeah. So. Started thinking on your own, didn't you? Yeah, and it wasn't sin 
the destroy, you know, that's the other accusation, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you just want to go sin and you don't like the rules or the commandments of God. You just want to go. It wasn't sin. It was righteousness Mm -hmm. because I'm holding true to what I know. Sure. I love that. Holding the the truth. So all those things that they may accuse me of. And so I think uh, sin, pride, and what was the other one? Lies is how they see me and, and many of your LDS listeners would, I'm sure, are judging me that way. Some of them are. Um, yeah, maybe we can't know, know, right? Yeah. Hopefully, we're we're uh, hoping they're listening with an open mind and an open heart, and, sure. and realizing you're just doing what works for you, and that's all any of yeah. us can do. Yeah. Take care, of number one, right? Yeah. And question your belief system, and I don't care what your belief system is. Could be religion, you know. Could be work. Could be how you raise your children. Could be how you treat others. You could question anything, and just questioning is what brings you to the amazing realizations. You yeah. know, I question agree. everything you've ever been told was true. That's my recommendation. So, how do you like? How do you view yourself now that you're out? Um, more honest with myself, just those answers that I just kind of gave. I'm more honest with myself. I'm just being true to myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, like I said this before too. Just um, I'm just I'm just living the best life that I can. I still want to help help other people that are less fortunate than me. I think I'm very. I used to say blessed. Now I just say lucky. I'm very lucky to be. Um, born where I am in this country, to have the opportunities I have. Um, I've been all around the world like you have, and I've seen a lot of people that I think are just as capable but don't have the same circumstances, so I want to help them. Um, So just uh, I'm true to myself. Cool. Um, uh, Another interesting uh, point of discussion is uh, about the leaders of the church and their spirit of discernment. Um, and did the bishop and the stake president know in that meeting, uh, did they really understand what's what was right? Um, because I had such a long close, dedicated history with the church, believing 110%, dedicating all those hours in high school and growing up and uh, two years where I was 24-7 in service and all the things I did as as an adult uh, in service to the church. while I recognized and believed that the church had gone astray and I was on the right path, I was on the path of righteousness and this excommunication thing was absolutely wrong. There was some, there was a little thread that was the, that was, I was dangling onto, maybe grasping on for dear life. The last possible thing was this belief that 
church leaders do have the spirit of discernment because I did believe at the time that the Holy Ghost was real and that that anyone could have it. Uh, when I was on my mission, I would tell people, you know, pray about the Book of Mormon and pray to, and let the Holy Ghost tell you that it's true, right? And these are people that are Baptists or Catholics or atheists or whoever I was meeting in the Philippines, right? Um, so anybody could have that. So, uh, and if there was any truth to the church, then they certainly have this special gift of the Holy Ghost that gives them the, the that they can use to give this so-called so-called spirit of discernment. And so I was hanging on to that. And I remember in the meeting, the two and a half hours of the bishop and the three, four, five, whatever hours with the stake president, I was like, come on, man. You know me. Or come on, Holy Ghost, let this guy know. He's got the, the they call it a mantle. The bishop has a mantle, special spirit of discernment. That he, you know, he knows if you're playing with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, you know that I'm I'm not evil. I'm not. And you know, you should know what this is going to do to my family. Because I knew. I knew. I wasn't surprised by anything sure. that was going on in this split with my family and my daughter and my wife. Come on, man. Don't do this. It's not going to hurt you. Yeah. I'm not going to talk to anybody. I'm not going to pull any of your flock away with me down the road to apostasy. I'm not a talker, you know? oh. and I was just hanging on to that, and they were just like almost callously marching down that road. Yeah. It was like, like, like when I brought up that. Uh, that's why I brought up the, the part where I said, "Hey, here's your own document that says you can't do this," and he just brushed it aside. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about that anymore. Let's just move on and get you kicked out. Yeah. Like. No compassion, no love, no charity, nothing. Hmm. Absolutely. And so I was hanging on to that hope yeah. in the whole meeting. I was hanging on that somebody, maybe the six that were supposed to speak up and make watch out for me, say, hey, this is wrong. This isn't a guy. We, we have room for this guy. We can make space for this kind of guy. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, wow. Well, it's crazy. So Crazy. So... Um, if you weren't raised in the LDS church, um, do you think that they, you'd still be a good human being that you are today? Absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. Cool. I've seen too many good human beings um, that either weren't, had, had no idea that the LDS church even existed or people that maybe were raised but didn't pay attention in church at all, and I think they're good human beings. Awesome. Any other thoughts that you have today or anything else you want to share? No, I've been going on. What's it been, three hours? You're good. No. Uh, hour and 45 on. minutes. Not bad at all. There's a lot of good uh, content there. It's an interesting story. Awesome, bro. Um, well, thanks for your time today, buddy. I appreciate you taking some time away and sitting down and chatting with uh, your turbo lover. Thanks, Turbo Lover. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. And uh, I love you, and thanks for being my friend. Thanks for being my <laughs> friend. <You're welcome>. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke. Should we yeah. tell that story? I don't care. <laughs> it makes you look bad. <laughs> I, I, I come out looking clean. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, you could tell. 
Uh, we were in, uh, let's see, was it Ecuador? Ecuador. Or? It could have been Peru. No, it was the, I think it was, it Ecuador. was Ecuador. Yeah, because we were at no, that we place with the, that room that was all white. It's kind of that celestial room. Remember? We weren't bunkmates in Ecuador. Yeah, we were. We were in Peru. Or no, Peru. Yeah, sorry, Peru. Yeah, it was Peru. Yeah, it was Peru. <laughs> the room was all white because they painted the stucco white and the, and the log beams white or whatever. We were uh, bunk mates. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I don't know, 11 or 12 at night. We're going to bed. And uh, it's probably silent for what? Two I thought or th- it was like 2 or 3 a.m. <laughs> was it? I can't remember, but... It was quiet for like two or three minutes, and all of a sudden I hear, hey, Turbo. I'm like, what? He goes, Mark says, thanks for being my friend. And it was, it caught me off guard, so I chuckled <laughs> and laughed. He laughed. And, uh, Hurt my feelings. And, uh, yeah, Mark says I hurt his feelings, but it caught me so off guard because uh, here's two 46-year-old men, <laughs> and he's... Middle of night, hey, Turbo, thanks for being my friend. But anyways, I chuckled. We laughed about it. I and, don't think it's funny. So. And he still uh, rides me today because uh, I chuckled about it. But I do believe I said thanks for being my friend, too. So I actually got him back. Right. So that's why I say to him at the end of this, hey, <laughs> Mark, thanks for being my friend. It's a good one. Anyways, here's your homework for the week, guys. Uh uh, maybe if you do this, it'll make uh, your world and and our world a better place. But um, go practice unconditional love. My definition of unconditional love is loving someone even though they are not living up to or matching up to your expectations. Love them as if you have just met them for the very first time. I learned this from the beautiful Byron Katie. Can you imagine where this world would be if we all practice this simple exercise? So drop all those past stories uh, with friends and family members and notice when they walk into the room, do your best to experience that human being for the first time. Drop the post-its, you know, the little yellow sticky notes we put on human beings. Byron Katie talks about get rid of the post-its and just see them for who they are. So that's your homework for the week. Love you guys. And also realize the past is gone, so let's just move on. Don't put the past onto the human being in front of you. That's putting the past on the present, which causes depression. So, Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Mind's Gym. Thank you for your support. Please share with all your friends and your family members. This is the Mind's Gym podcast, and peace out. I am your turbo lover. <laughs>